Welcome to our Surviving Physical Therapy School podcast with Lauren, Sam, and Allie, where we will be giving you tips on surviving PT school one topic at a time. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about the convex versus the concave rule, as well as open versus closed chain. But in order to do this, we need to do a brief overview of what arthrokinematics are versus osteokinematics. So... When breaking down those words, arthrokinematics and osteokinematics, osteo means bone and arthro means joint. So osteokinematics, that means when the direction that your bone moves, like flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, internal rotation or external rotation. Your, if you're thinking of your humerus, if you're gonna bring it out in front of you, os, the osteokinematics of your, humi, um, of your humerus is that it's moving into flexion. Okay, if you move it out into abduction, the osteokinematics is abduction of your humerus. So like of your shoulder joint. So just remember that like when someone asks you to describe the osteokinematics, we're talking about like the overall movement of a bone or a joint. But then the arthrokinematics, that means joint and it's the small movements that are happening within the joint that cause that overall movement. So you might be moving your shoulder into flexion, but within the joint, you're having rolling and sliding happening within that as well. So when pe- some people or your professors ask you, what is arthrokinematics or describe the arthrokinematics? This is where the concave versus convex rule really takes into effect. So if you were to, for example, a professor were to be like, describe the arthrokinematics of this joint and they have flexion, extension, abduction, rolling and sliding in opposite directions, rolling and sliding in the same direction. You, you could right away take away, because it's talking about the arthrokinematics, you could right away take away the flexion, extension, abduction, and know that it's talking about the concave versus convex rule. So Lauren's gonna describe to you about that. All right, so the convex concave rule First thing you need to think about is differentiating the two. So these words are describing the shape of the bone. So convex is a rounded part. So I think of like a hill or um, this is actually like the head of the humerus is a convex joint or a convex bone, excuse me. And then the concave part of your shoulder is going to be your glenoid fossa. So that's the hollow part or a bowl. Um, If you know what a mortar looks like um, to crush up your spices, that's kind of what we're looking at. So that bowl part is the concave, where the convex is the actual thing that you use in your hand to crush the spices. So how I'm going to explain it and what worked best for me, because you always have your hands on you, um, is to make a C shape with one hand and then a fist with the other. So your C shape is your concave and your fist is your convex. So if those go together, then you have your joint space, right? So pretending it's your shoulder, your hip, um, whichever joint you're kind of working with. So now we have to think of the movement. So Allie said flexion, extension. So if you're thinking about that, if you are moving your shoulder, that means that the head of the humerus is moving. So that is your convex moving on your concave. So if you have your hands together, and you move your fist without breaking your wrists, 
move your elbow up towards the sky, you can see that if you had an arrow on the top of your fist, it moves down. When Lauren talks about how her elbow is moving towards the sky, the direction that that elbow is moving is actually the direction of the rolling. So when she moves her elbow up, the rolling is a rolling up as well. It's rolling superiorly. The rolling direction always follows the motion or the direction the bone is going. So this is because that roll and slide goes in, in an opposite direction. Okay, so moving that up will actually move that joint surface down. Convex on concave, opposite. So then if you have a different movement, so you're going concave on convex, which we can see in the knee. So that's basically you're moving your tibia on your femur. So if you're sitting and you kick out your leg, that's your tibia on femur moving. So your concave part of that joint is moving. So now if you keep your fist arm straight and stable, and then you move the C shape, you can see that they're both going in the same direction. So that arrow is gonna move um, up at the same time the elbow is moving up. So that rule, concave on convex, moves in the same direction. So you're probably wondering, why do I care? Why is this important? But when you work um, probably in some of your ortho classes or your kinesiology classes, you're gonna start to talk about mobilizations and manipulations. So basically your mobilizations, you're trying to get more range of motion in a desired range. So say your patient has a hard time um, extending their hip. You need to know which way you're going to mobilize, so basically putting a force on that joint to help gain that motion that you're looking for. So what helped me was knowing if it slides, it glides. So you have your roll and slide. So I already told you that the concave on convex moves in the same direction. So your slide is going one way and your roll is going opposite way. And then so that's how you can kind of figure out which way you're going to need to force that joint. So remember, slides, it glides. So sliding, that's the direction that you're going to push that joint. This topic, we're going to talk about open versus closed chain movement. This was really confusing to me, and I know a bunch of other people in my class when we first talked about it. So we're going to talk about closed chain movement first. This is where your distal end is fixed to the ground. Um, it's closed. It's not going to go anywhere versus your proximal side is gonna be open, so it's free to move around. For example, this would be like if you're doing a squat where your tibia, your distal end, is gonna be fixed, and then your femur, your proximal end, is open. And in this case, with what Lauren was talking about, we're talking about opposite direction of roll and slide. You have a convex femur moving on a concave tibia. And then with open chain, this is where your distal end, or your tibia, is open and free to move around. So I think when, if I were to take that movement of a squat and sort of put it on my back, for example, where it's doing like airplanes with little kids, um, and then your femur is gonna be fixed through your more proximal end, you have the same direction of roll and slide. You have a concave tibia moving on a convex femur. Um, I would definitely take this and play with this idea a bunch with 
every joint that you have, for example, your arms. Um, I know that it was really confusing too with like a pull-up motion, for example. So a pull-up itself is considered closed chain because with your hands fixed on the pole, you have to pull up and that is your distal end fixed. So that would be a closed chain movement versus open chain would be doing like a chest press where your back or your uh, humerus is gonna be more quote unquote fixed in this case. So your distal end is free to move around. Do you guys have more examples you wanna talk about? It's just when you talk about like closed chain versus open chain, this is will happen when you're starting to progress your patients too during exercises like open, like you progress your patients from open chain and then to get harder would be closed chain. Um, just because you'll learn later that there's like eccentric versus concentric movements. We'll talk about that in the next episode, but just really um, look up YouTube videos on open chain versus closed chain. If you still don't get the convex versus concave rule, we have a link to a YouTube video in our description of the episode. This is just a kind of an overview, really use your resources. Um, but these are hard concepts to get. You're not the only one. It was hard for me. And that's why we're doing this, so. Visualizations are definitely great. I think videos were really helpful for me to get a better understanding of all of these topics um, because you can easily see with arrows somebody pointing out like this is sliding in this direction. This is rolling in this direction. You know, this is fixed. This is moving. So definitely use those videos. I think that'll be the most helpful. And then also do them yourself. You right. Know, do the squats, do those, you know, press ups, pull ups, whatever, just to get a better understanding of your, how your body is moving. Now let's apply this to the hip. We are going to do an open chain reaction where a distal is moving on the proximal. So you're standing here and you're gonna flex your hip, just one leg. So your femur, the distal portion, is a convex moving on a concave acetabulum. Because you know that the rolling follows the direction on which the motion that you're doing, your femur is moving anteriorly. And because you know this is a convex moving on a concave and the rule states that that means the roll and slide happen in opposite direction, the rolling happens anteriorly while the slide is happening posteriorly. Now let's do this in a closed chain motion. If you were just to flex your trunk, this will be a closed chain reaction. Your femur is fixed, but your trunk is the one that is moving. So now you have your concave acetabulum moving on your convex femur. Because this concave moving on convex has the rolling and sliding in the same direction, if your trunk is moving anteriorly, that means that the roll is happening anteriorly. And because of the concave versus convex rule, you know the slide is happening in the same direction. everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week. Next week, we're going to talk about the types of muscle action movements, aka eccentric, concentric movements. I hope you have a great day.